0: Night. Moon
1: come shine Hello cocktail lovers, welcome to Paris Cocktail Talk, the show brought to you by the 52 Martinis Guide to Paris Cocktail Bars. I'm Forrest Collins and I'm here to talk to you about cocktailing in the French capital and you other small batch drinks news from France and beyond. Now, while we might have been sipping on cocktails over the summer, right, we had more time, we were on vacation, you had time to do stuff like that. It's September now, or le rentree, as we call it here in France. We're getting back to business. And I'm sure while you're going back to school and going back to work and doing whatever it is that you do as you get back to normal life, you don't have time to be making cocktails. So this month, we're going to be talking about something that's a little bit easier to consume. Just pop it open and drink it, and that is craft beer in France. So it's a subject that I think is we've touched on a little bit in past episodes. If you want a little more information, go back to the craft beer and cocktails episode but I'm really excited because I have a couple of friends here in the, in the studio today who I'm going to talk to about uh, this subject a little bit in, a little bit more in depth. So I've got Charles Cucuguen or Charles Cucuguen if you want to say it in English and Jessamy Holland. So they have started a, a craft beer distribution company called Craft Beer France. Charles is a former professional soccer player who was born and raised in Paris, and Jessamy is an American living in Paris for nine years who teaches at an international school in Neuilly. So now I'm going to let them explain um, how they fell into craft beer distribution
0: well, uh, I tried craft beer for the first time seven years ago. I just met Jessamy and I uh, didn't know anything about craft beer. I used to live in the north of France, northern France, where uh, beer is a huge thing. But I, I just didn't like it. I didn't like the style. I, I didn't know about it, period. And when I met Jessamy, she uh, told me that she loved beer. And I was like, OK, well, I need to, you know, uh, be good about it and just, uh, you know, but maybe introduce her to good Belgium beers and uh, she introduced me to American craft beer with uh, IPAs in different style and when I tried that I just I couldn't go back and I decided to uh, look a little bit deeper into this business and um, I ended up uh, found in,
2: uh,
0: founding uh, founding yeah, uh, Craft Beer friends, and now yeah it's been running for uh, three years.
1: That's very exciting. It's kind of nice to discover a new passion and then be able to turn it into a professional project. So yeah, yeah. very cool. Do you remember what some of the first um, craft beers that you tried were? Absolutely. That, that, uh, let's hear I, will never,
0: I will never forget that. My first American craft beer or craft beer in general was a Rogue IPA, uh, brutal IPA exactly from Rogue Brewery in Argon from... Uh, Bent in Oregon, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I tried it with her. She uh, she pointed out uh, to me, it was like, look, this is a you know, this is a good beer. I tried it, my mind just like blew, and uh, yeah, I was just charmed, and I decided to look yeah deeper into this new drink.
1: Yeah, you know, um, I spent most of my life uh, in Seattle, and that's where mm-hmm. I lived before I moved here, mm-hmm. and so the Pacific Northwest has had for a long time, a pretty strong, um, craft craft beer, yeah. um, scene. So for me, it was always really interesting to come here. You know, I'm old. I've been drinking for, you know, 25 or more years. And, yeah. e- you know, even back then there was a really strong, um, craft craft beer movement in, uh, in Seattle. So, um, so yeah, so it was interesting for me to come here and not really see anything like this originally when I first, first arrived in France. Yeah. So, um, uh, which kind of brings me to my first, major question about this is, is, tell me a little bit about how you perceive the craft beer culture in France, uh, and specifically in Paris as well.
0: Yeah, well, when I tried my first craft beer, I, I realized how little I knew about this beverage. And uh, it was a long time ago. It was, I mean, seven years ago, and which is pretty long in a craft beer, like, Scheme. Uh, scheme or existence. But uh, when I tried it, I was so surprised how I didn't know anything about it. So I feel like a lot of people here in France or in Paris, they were in the same place. Uh, fr- French people, they really used to drink good beverage and beer, unfortunately, wasn't part of it. It was just um, just a drink. just like You don't think about what kind of beer you drink. You just drinking beer and for the first time i was drinking something that was creating some 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 kind of excitement some kind of uh, i was so so surprised so charmed by this new uh taste that i had in my mouth so i i i feel like in paris in france a lot of people are discovering this and uh, that creates this 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 sort of excitement and um yeah
2: And also I think that there's something really, like Charles was saying, exciting about learning, uh, discovering a new flavor in Mm -hmm. something that you drink without even thinking. It kind of has been taken for granted so long here versus like wine and cocktails and coffee, other beverages that are so um, loved and accepted and – Uh, really pushed towards the culture in in France that wasn't the case with beer until about, yeah, five, six, seven years ago. And beer is now being appreciated um, where other kind of drinks had in the past. Now beer is kind of getting that highlight.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, so often when you go into Paris bars, it's, you know, just your standard. You've got some Grosche on tap or you've got, I don't, I don't drink a lot of beer, so I don't know what they've got, but you know, it's, it's yeah. really like you, you see a lot of the same thing right. in so many bars. So, um, so. I think
0: one of the, 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 a good example is that when you, in France, when you ask for beer, you ask for a, kinda have a half mind, and mm-hmm. you don't ask for a certain kind of beer, a certain style or a certain brand. You just ask for beer and this you know I got, we've been used to get like yeah. what the bartender was offering to us without knowing exactly what it was uh and whatever
2: they have on mm-hmm. on tap yeah. just give me whatever you got
0: and now i mean even me sometimes I, I have to restrain myself and be like look charles you don't have to ask for the the abv the style the the pro, the the origin of the beer like the name of the Girlfriend of the brewer. I like, I don't need to know all of this f- to to order to order a beer. But you know now it became a little bit more difficult to uh, yeah. to get the beer that you want.
1: But it's also nice to have that story behind your drink. I mean, I, I agree with you. I feel like okay, come on, you don't have to get so you know <laughs> Portlandia about everything that you do, right? Like you can just kind of enjoy it. Yeah. But at the same time, it is nice to have to you know have that option to have something behind it besides this is just what, you know, the biggest distributor that came into our bar and sold us this on tap. So, so I think that that's really interesting. Um, now, um, in talking to just over the email, I get the impression that Paris might not be at the same kind of the same place in, in the craft beer scene evolution as some other cities in France. Can you talk to me a little bit more about that, where it is, maybe compared to other cities and, and why?
0: Well we've been thinking about it with Jessamine and, and with friends in the craft beer world. Paris is definitely um unique in terms of um, uh, places to offer uh, places for craft beer to offer when you um y- there are different cities and maybe we were thinking about those cities um because they it's it's it, this it's so new for them right now uh like for I'm thinking about Lyon. I'm thinking about Bordeaux, where right now it's even more exciting than uh, that. It that it is right now in Paris, but still Paris is far in advance in terms of uh, bars, restaurants, a little beer shop, uh, little um, wine bars, and even 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 cocktail places. Now they're really interested in. Uh, what kind of beer we can pair with uh, um, uh, with cocktails what alcohol we can p- p- uh, pair with uh, imperial stout or um, or laggers uh, so um
2: yeah we kind of modified
0: yeah we modified our, a little bit our our vision about that because other cities, right? uh, it's so ex- I mean I feel like Paris has been really moving f- Forward very fast and now it's slowing down a little bit uh, where other places in France are top uh, top speed mm-hmm. on the craft beer scene so Paris will always be Paris um, there we are here in advance on term in term of like the 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 number of festivals uh the numbers of uh bars and restaurants offering craft beer and um we just need to be work a little bit more in order than that to become really normal and not think about how fast it's growing how cool it's becoming we just need to yeah work a little bit more give them access to the public and make sure that every uh, place in France or in Paris can get a good craft beer on top.
1: And I think that's what's interesting for me. I can confirm that cocktail bars are also particularly at the moment interested in what kind of beer selection they're putting alongside the drinks and, mm. and also food. They're interested in creating sort of this whole package. And what I like to see, um, I see I personally, I see a lot of similarities between the Cocktail movement that happened here, starting you know maybe Absolutely. five or six years before the craft beer movement, and now the craft beer movement—they're they're sort of t- making the same steps. And so what I see now is restaurants and 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 di- various different venues, not just dedicated cocktail bars, trying to put together a really decent cocktail program. And I'm assuming that that's what hopefully the you know the full direction that it will take—that uh, the craft beer movement will take as well. It's not just. This is a, you know, this is super coin or this is this bar that Mm. specializes in little beers. Mm. This is, you know, um, having a good, um, selection of beer and good offering of beer will just be an integral part of, of running a a successful bar or restaurant, not just dedicated to that. We'll see. But, uh, you know, finger
0: crossed. uh, Yeah.
1: But
2: how could it not? That's my, that's, I mean, then that's kind of my, was my philosophy when we first started drinking beers was here in France was. How can a country that has like the best products in the world not have the best beer? in the world
1: you know i wonder that too but then i think is it because they're very close to belgium and there's you know and you can just rely maybe on on the beer yeah. cr- beer for, i i don't know but, but there's I, great yeah.
2: belgian craft beer too yeah you know so let's bring those guys in yeah. as well like yeah. why, why why i just i think it sense, has to do you know? with the
1: financing in the bars in a lot of places i mean i think that yeah um i think there's probably some back not backdoor deals but there's sort of I know that bars get, get contractual. Um, exactly. Yeah, totally. They get a little support for opening sure. if they go with yeah. you know certain distributors. Right.
2: But I guess what I'm just trying to say agreeing with you with the cocktail movement, the beer movement. It, it, there's a, a, a push um, from the public and from the restaurateurs and the bar owners to offer really good quality. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just going to become the norm because that's. It's it, the standards are so high yeah. for, uh, for
1: other things. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Belgium
0: has been brewing beer for forever, and the style of beer that they've been brewing didn't really change that much. Uh, and for us French people, we were it was so easy to get like. Good, good beer. It was already for us. It was it was different than industrial beer. It was beer from Belgium, uh, from the Abbey. And it was really nice to be able to taste those great beer made the same way for Mm -hmm. so long. Uh, But then, you know, then um, different you know, company industry started to take over all of these breweries and make exactly the same beer over and over and over. And, um, kind of, yeah, kind of, um, I don't know what to say inundé, the, inundated, the, mm-hmm. inundated the, yeah. the, the market with the same beer. And that's, that's how we ended up ordering not a Belgian beer or, a a stout or British beer. We just order a beer because yeah. that was the only thing available.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what kind of, in general, what kind of cultural shifts do you think are kind of behind the, the changing attitudes, uh, towards craft beer and people, you know, and it's rise in popularity at the moment?
0: Well, I, Paris is so, um, cosmopolitan and, uh, I feel like culturally, obviously people have been traveling and uh, France has been a little bit behind in terms of craft beer um, um, compared to the other European countries. And it's so easy to travel in Europe uh, when you're in Paris that uh, discovering that in bars you could have a different kind of beer, especially when London is so close, uh, Scandinavia, Italy, Spain, uh, even Central cent- Central Europe with uh, Czech Republic, uh, Croatia, um, they have i mean craft beer has been there for a little while i mean a little a little earlier than it was in France, so people have been traveling I think they came back to Paris and they've been willing to discover and 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 I think that created the um, the the home brewer movement and some some people just decided to to brew a good beer and uh, realized that they were good at it and started a brewery and and so on and so traveling has been has been has has been one of the most i think shift and then obviously social network um, sharing always sharing and that's the nature of craft beer too it's the nature of beer not only craft beer you just share a beer with a friend with family or and and when you drink this beverage you start talking, you start off you know where do you come from, what do you do, et cetera, et etc, and so I feel like this movement this move, this movement was made to be it's beer it's, it's made to be shared, uh, shared and uh, it was just a, a matter of time for it to uh, to get to France and just to spread
1: yeah yeah that makes sense i think it's it's the same with again with with the cocktail movement you know mm-hmm. as it was happening people traveling traveling outside of france discovering these drinks and then coming back home and yeah. saying oh this this can be my, good so yeah yeah
0: one it's, of my friends told me a, a, a good reference it, it was telling me that um two hundred thousand american people are living in france and a 1, thousand hundred a uh, no, hundred thousand sorry uh they are here in paris so I mean, with their culture and the knowledge about craft beer, boom, they needed to have an offer or or talk about, you know, uh, this new beverage that was available for everybody.
1: Yeah. Um, Let's talk about homebrewing a little bit. Mm -hmm. It seems to me like that's becoming bigger business in Paris as well. I see more kits on offer. I've even given it a try at home. Mm -hmm. I've taken the classes at Brew Unique. So, you know, but I see more and more happening. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming you've noticed an increase on that. Absolutely. Do you have
0: anything to say about yeah. that? Yeah, well, beer. I mean, it's the same thing. Uh, I feel like French people have been willing to do. I mean, to reconnect with simple things like they want to cook. The cooking classes are becoming so popular, and brewing a beer. It's a little bit like a like a cooking class. I mean, you 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 have some ingredients. You put your passion, your heart, and uh, the ingredients that you want to have in, and then you you end up with this wonderful process, which is fermentation, you know, that three weeks later, something that was just uh, ingredients become alive. And you're like, oh my God, I created that. I created alcohol <laughs> <laughs> and I can now enjoy the beer that I, that I, that I, that I, that I did myself. So this um, movement, do it yourself, with uh, cooking, with classes, with uh, playing instrument, I think naturally people decided to be like, Okay, look. I mean, beers. I'm, let's 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 do it. Let's do it ourselves. Yeah. And um, yeah.
1: It's a way to get kind of creative, um, but also you know you don't. How many sculptures or potteries do you need around your yeah. <laughs> around your house, right? You can get creative, but then consume the fruits of your creativity. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. no it's and the offer became i mean a lot of people started to um to open uh, cl- some places and and and, and classes uh, the demand is really high uh so i mean i encourage a lot of people to do that because a it's fun uh, b it's uh, it's new it's uh innovative and uh you just so proud to to drink a beer i mean it's just like if you could you know make your own wine i mean that would be That would be fun to do. I would do it, you know.
2: Also, you get to appreciate the beers that are out there and on the market and you get yeah. to see what you like and what you don't like and what I this is how I like my beer to taste oh, I'll buy a beer that tastes like that or I'll, I'll talk about a beer that tastes more malty versus more hoppy I mean when you're involved in the process you're so much more invested in what you're drinking because you know how hard it is to make
1: yeah well and also it gives you just not just a, a better understanding of what you like but a better appreciation of the product for me exactly. whenever I figure out how to make something or how something is made and especially if I can do it in a, in a hands on way then I realized oh it's not just this liquid that comes in a bottle there's all of these steps that lead up to it so I think that's very cool
0: there's also this the fact that um, French people they love, you know on a Monday morning to, to tell what they did uh. Uh, on the on the weekend <laughs> and be able to say that oh I, you know what I brew my own beer I mean it's really cool to say so uh, this is yeah again something that people, you know, we, we like having something to say, something new to uh, to show to people, to uh, to express to people. And uh, I think brewing his own beer is one of the coolest thing to do.
1: Yeah, it's also a great thing. Like, we um, took ours to parties, you know, when you go places. So yeah. it's also fun. And it's yeah. so like, look, this is what we made. This, yeah. and we made them special <laughs> labels, little boxes for it. You yeah. know, it's just kind of a good talking point as well. Yeah. So. Um, so why don't you tell me a little bit about actually about your distribution company, kind of who, who, how do you decide who you're going to work with both in terms of beers and bars and I don't know, boutiques where you might sell it. Give us a little background.
0: Well, when we started craft beer friends, uh, three years ago, um, craft beer it was really new and the only people interested in it were passionate people so it's been really easy to uh, get in touch with people have them try the beer We we made so many tasting and try to just, just try it. Try it. Tell me what you think. Because when I tried this, it blew my mind. And if it blows your mind, maybe it's gonna blow the mind of a, a lot of people. You know. So let's try this. It could be fun. So the people we're working with, they're wonderful people. They're curious people. They care about the product. They care about um, their customer too. And they want to. Again, it's beer. They want to share. So.
2: And we're part of that group of people who traveled. Tried it other places, came back, wanted to have it here. We had an amazing experience in Amsterdam where we were out at a bar. We had this great beer. I wrote it down. We came back to France, contacted the brewery, and now have a great relationship and have been working with them since the beginning. So Craft Beer France really started because we – were interested in having these products here and saw that there was a gap in the offering. Yeah, and it was an opportunity. And then I saw that as an American, having seen what had happened in the states, and knew that it was going to happen here. I thought, I've got to get on this. Yeah,
1: good timing. Good timing. Um, uh, when you're here in Paris, what are some of your favorite places to go and discover uh, good craft beer?
0: i mean for me personally uh, i i i love i don't drinking beer is wonderful but what i love the most now is pairing it with food and i've got uh this great restaurant called uh la finmousse restaurant mm-hmm. which is one of the best place to pair uh they have an amazing um cellar with very rare craft beer and uh and it's and they've been doing that for a while and um i think they don't get the credit that they deserve because their chef victor is incredible uh the bartender uh the the staff and uh the owner of the the restaurant they put their their heart in it and um and what they do is absolutely incredible i r- highly recommend it so if uh, they also they have the bar the Moose bar next to it and um they they do a lot of tap takeovers and they invite brewers and you can you know discover uh, an entire brewery uh, 20 different style of beer it's uh, it's a place that i really really recommend and uh as the owner of the Beer and the Lady in 20th, uh, we have also a beer shop with a wonderful, uh, a wonderful staff there that can recommend and tell, explain what is uh, craft beer and what new things has been happening in Europe, because um, the rotation of, of, of beer is really high. New stuff are coming in. So, uh, yeah, this is the, the place that we we'll recommend.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great recommendation. I really like the guys behind La Fine Mousse. I think yep. the restaurant's really good, and they—they they, you know—they were really one of the kind of forerunners yeah. uh, uh, on the craft beer scene here. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good to sort of look to these people who really helped to kind of launch that. Craft beer culture in Paris, yeah. as opposed to maybe yeah. some of the newer ones that are just sort of, oh, you know, that's selling now. I going mean, yeah. to call this an artisanal beer bar, as opposed to whatever. So, yeah, yeah. so they're, yeah, they're, those guys deserve a shout out. They're really
0: wonderful. We owe them.
1: Yeah, they're good. Uh, for the listeners, I'll put a link. I'll put a link to them in the show notes, so you can find them and check out the bar or check out the pairings at the restaurant. So I was going to ask you to make, make a suggestion to listeners who wanted to discover craft beer, but it sounds like, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's probably yeah. a good start for people. Do you have any other ways to kind of get people, help them find their way into that world? Yeah.
0: I mean, I think that um, all the people working in the craft beer world right now, they're very, they're so passionate and they're... They, 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 they really want to share that passion with people. So if you have a beer shop next to your place, if you have a craft beer, a bar with maybe like a new beer or a new style that you don't know. And we've been talking about beer, but it's so many styles that you can go to bitter beer, to uh, sour beer, to dark beers, to uh, um, um, uh, hoppy beers. Yeah, hoppy beers and um, fruity beers. Um, I don't know Saison beer. yeah it says I <laughs> mean Saison. all of this style. Yeah. there's so many and you you will be able to find I mean if you if you just, just talk with just trust uh, the, the the person in front of you Ask them, tell them what you like, and I'm sure they'll find the best beer for, for, for you. Yeah. So.
1: And the nice thing, too, about exploring beer is it's just a beer. You know, you're not Absolutely. having to, like, buy something that's really expensive yeah. or really big or make a big commitment. Mm-hmm. Try a beer. Try a you beer. Know, go to your shop. Try a few different ones. Buy them. Yeah. Try them at home. So yeah. I think it's something that's it's fun and interesting but relatively easy for people to start exploring accessible. as well. Yeah, yeah very accessible. So, um, beer. Yeah. We have beer all the time. Yeah. We love beer. Beer really is good. Beer. Yeah. Um, we like to finish shows with a recipe. Now, do you have any drink recipes that involve beer, like a cocktail or something? You know, Tell, tell me what you got. Share with the listeners. So I, I was talking about this with Charles last night. I thought, what
2: should we, what recipe should we give? And he said that he was going to answer with this.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's you're <laughs> right. right. No, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I came
2: up with one, but it was
1: uh, like from Mexico City. No, for me the City. best oh, was at like, you know. the uh, Yes, Exactly. Yes. Yeah, no. Did you that's have a that good a one. A, you, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna suggest juice, that. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, go on. Yeah,
0: no, the the best. I mean, for me, there's so many uh, different style of beer that, in terms of recipe, I think the best recipe is to grab a beer, open it, and drink it. This is just. <laughs> Isn't that a great answer? I think that's, that's good. Nice yeah, Drink beer. Um, you know, there's so many styles and like you can have a recipe just trying a style of beer. And then if you want a dessert, maybe you want to go to a, to a, to a stout, an imperial stout. Or if you want a starter, if you want to start right. with a beer, you're going to start with a sour beer and then go towards hoppy beers, you know. So... Uh, for me i would i would i would stick with um uh, the diversity of craft beer and just open this can or this bottle or tap this uh this this keg and enjoy uh the beverage in it
1: well i think that's very good advice considering i started this episode talking about how we're getting back to school we're getting back to work we don't have time to kind of faff around with a lot of things so yeah. there you go your drink of the month is to open up a open up a beer <laughs> um that reminds me one quick little question so i notice um people doing more cans? Is that a thing? Is that happening more here in Paris? Is it a, a taste thing? Is it an environmental thing? Is it a cost thing? Why are we moving back to cans?
0: We are... We, we're doing cans because um, the, um, it's the best... It's, it's, a, it's the best way to drink beer. It's the best way to conserve the great taste and the freshness of the beer, especially for hoppy beers. So when you... Unlike wine, the 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 beer is gonna be the best when it's just tap out of uh, just after the fermentation. Okay? okay, it will never get better. It, it it would just like gradually lose a little bit of flavor. Uh, so the best way to conserve this freshness and taste is just to put it in the can. Okay, uh, because it's there's no light. Right, and it's actually more and more um, um, a way to say how the brewer decided to offer the beer. If he wants it like super fresh, he's gonna be willing to go towards cans. And also there's of course the um, the cost, it's slight and it's uh one of the best advice I said it's really easier to, to chill in the fridge. Like mm, it goes yeah. way faster. So if you wanna have a cold beer very quickly, like go for a can. But it's true that in my catalogue and working with the European craft beer, I mean Eighty-five percent of my catalog is uh, is cans and not bottle anymore.
2: Yeah, huh. uh, that's changed recently. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah, it's really new, and that's something that Paris is really in advance compared to the other cities uh, Oh, in interesting. Okay. Yes, now people they're really open to drink craft beer in a, in in a can or out of a uh, out of a can. So it's just that it's 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 the best quality of the beer will coming out of a can.
1: Good to know. All right. Yeah. That is a wrap for us this month. I'm going to take this opportunity to thank you both very much for coming down. Thank, thank you for you having us. Um, I will put show no- I will put links uh, for the listeners. I'll put links in the show notes to to their projects so so you can find them on social media and websites and and discover more about craft beer and um, uh, check back with us next month. We will be interviewing somebody from Riedel to talk about how glassware different glassware forms affect the flavors and the aromas of your drinks so we're really excited about that too and as always thank you to world radio paris for editing and production thank you to emily dilling of perry Paysan for show notes and web assistance she is also a big craft beer fan so you might take a look at her blog and and also her book my paris market cookbook because she talks about craft beer in there um thank you to Sun little for the music that we use uh, I will put links to all of those people as well as in the show notes. As usual, I remind you to drink responsibly. And finally, I'm going to read the latest iTunes review, which is from Casey Drew, and it's short and sweet and says, "Loved the mezcal episode. Going to Paris in October, and looking forward to all the tips I will hear before then." And maybe a speakeasy episode, question mark. Uh, so Casey, Drew, thanks for the comment. And also just to let you know, there is a speakeasy episode that I recorded over on the Earful Tower with Oliver G., which is also on World Radio Paris. And I talked to him about a bunch of different speakeasies in Paris. But I will still keep your comment um, in mind for future episodes. So thanks for listening and uh, and leaving word. And until next month, cheers.
0: Got a shiver about it